to Nali Bali. It's time for a story. A time where we can journey to many places and meet different faces. Dodo's Basket by Diane Stewart. Dodo finished weaving her first basket as the plump full moon rose and lit up the twilight sky. Look, I made it myself. Dodo showed her uncle her finished basket made from ilala palms that grow in the sandy soils near the Indian Ocean. Uncle Jojo smiled. <laughs> you shouldn't keep that basket, Dodo. Your first basket should always be given away or sold. Dodo clutched her basket tight against her chest. Tomorrow, I'm taking my baskets to the roadside store. Would you like to sell yours as well? Dudu didn't really want to part with her basket. But the next morning, as the sun cast its first light on the waking hills, Dudu and Uncle Giorgio took a taxi down the dusty road with their baskets and short-handled brooms. At the stall, Uncle Giorgio started weaving another basket like the musket weaver birds weaving nests in the fevered tree above them. Later that afternoon, as they were packing up, a trader appeared out of a swirl of dust. I'll take all of your baskets, she said, and as quickly as flying ants hatch after rain, she had loaded them onto the back of her van. Dudu's basket lay at the bottom of the pile. By the time it arrived in Durban, it was dusty and squashed. The trader dusted it off, crammed it full of fresh green ginger, and hung it onto a peg next to coconuts, chilies, and avocado pears. A week later, a hawker named Mr. Maharaj visited the trader's stall. I need to buy some ginger! Of course! Take the basket too, suggested the trader. It's not expensive. At home, Mr. Maharaj's wife took the ginger out of Dudu's basket and began chopping it for her chicken curry. Nice basket. You can use it for your lunch. Mrs. Maharaj packed warm chili bites and crisp samosas into the belly of the basket. Then... She hung it on the back of her husband's van while he loaded boxes of bananas, popos, cabbages, brinjal, potatoes, and tomatoes. As Mr. Maharaj drove through the suburbs selling his produce, barking dogs tracked the scent of the samosas in the basket and tried to jump onto the van. So the basket wasn't used for Mr. Maharaj's lunch again. Instead, it carried fruit and vegetables into his customers' homes. Late one afternoon, when Mr. Maharaj was selling fruit on the beachfront, a young girl named Hannah was on her way home from school. When she saw the basket on the van... How much is that basket? The girl asked. My friend gave me a hamster at school, and it keeps escaping from my pocket. Uh, you, you can have it. Hannah put the basket over her arm, picked up her school bag and ran home. But by the time she reached her home, 
the hamster had wriggled its way out of the basket and escaped. Anna was so upset that she threw the basket down near the dustbins outside and began searching for her lost pet at once. The following day, a little boy found the basket and dragged it onto the beach with him. While he was playing at the water's edge with his mother, a tumbling wave tossed Dudu's basket back into the sea. The basket churned in the waves with shells, fish and seaweed until it was carried away by the sea way out beyond the breakers. The Indian Ocean carried the basket northwards, bobbing up and down on the water like a cork. All around it, southern right whales and dolphins frolicked in the sea. Gulls pecked curiously at Dudu's basket as it rode the ocean swells. Many days later, a storm raged at sea. It looked as though the basket might sink between the big waves, but finally, the waterlogged basket was washed up on a quiet beach. And there the basket lay. Soon it became a home to ghost crabs that darted in and out of their new barnacle-covered shelter. One autumn morning, Dudu and her sister Jabu went down to the sea, and there on the beach they found the basket. Dudu picked it up, shook out the shells, and took it home. Look what the sea has brought us, Mama, said Dudu. But the handles are broken, added Jabu. Well, they can be fixed, said the girl's mother. Besides, father needs a basket to take to work. That afternoon, they took home the strips from the Ilala palms that were drying in the sun. Dudu, now a good basket weaver, showed Jabu how to make new handles for the basket. This reminds me of my first basket, said Dudu. It has the same shape. Uncle Jojo told me to sell it or give it away. I wonder what happened to that basket, Dudu. Didn't you want to keep it? Asked Jabu. Oh, yes. But Uncle Jojo told me that if you keep your first basket, you might never get round to making another one. Then the skill of basket weaving might be lost. The next morning, as the sun broke through the mist, Dudu's father left home with the newly repaired basket. In it was his breakfast and an everlasting supply of music on the little radio that would keep him company throughout the day. And so we come to the end of Nali Bali, told by Sandiwe Magona with Diane Simpson and Leon Fisser, produced by Cassie Lowers and Vian Fenter. Enter Nali Bali's multilingual storytelling contest, Story Bosso, this September. All you have to do is tell us a short South African story in your language. If you can tell us a folk tale, even better. Cash prizes, airtime, caps and books are up for grabs. To enter, send a voice note of your story to Nali Bali's WhatsApp number 076-920-6413. That's 076-920-6413. Or submit online at nalibali.org or nalibali.mobi. 
Stories must be three minutes or shorter. The contest is open to all ages and T's and C's apply. Story power. Bring it home. Bye.